three preseason games and three preseason dubs. The Devils defeated the Rangers by a score of three to two at Madison Square Garden. Akira Schmidt continues to be a Ranger killer, and Shimon the Mets is trying to make a statement to the organization. We have a lot to break down in today's episode of Locked on Devils. Buckle up, everybody. You're Locked on Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked on Devils with Trey Matthews. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on Locked On Network. I'm your host, Scott Chalky Plum, a play announcer, Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, and also part-time credential MIA member, Trey Matthews. The Devils continue to rack up the wins in preseason. This time they came out victorious against their arch rival from across the Hudson River, the New York Rangers, at Madison Square Garden by a score of 3-2 to two in their third preseason matchup. So, In today's episode, I'm going to share you guys some of my key takeaways from the game. Then in the second segment, I'll highlight some players that caught my eye. And spoiler alert, since it's the preseason, I feel as though now is the time to highlight some more underrated assets or players are trying to fight for a roster spot and not highlight some of the bona fide star players. But I'll talk more about that in the second segment. And then to round it all off, like I do with every postgame recap, I will compare the stats, but instead of giving the Devils a letter grade, I will give them a pass-fail type of evaluation since it is the preseason and these games don't really count for anything. So let's talk about some of the things that I highlighted from the game. So if you guys watched my preseason recap against the Philadelphia Flyers a couple episodes ago, I talked about how the Devils came out aggressive from start to finish. They let up as the game progressed, but it was quite evident that the Devils came out with a sense of purpose. You saw that in their four checks. You saw that in their overall execution. Jack Hughes wasn't in the lineup against the Flyers. He was out in Montreal. He was with the other half of the team. So the Devils really weren't the speed threat that they were, but they were fundamentally in tune with one another. And that's why they were able to dominate the Flyers from start to finish because after like six or so minutes, the Devils had four goals, and you already knew that they were going to win the game. Now, this game was a little bit different because obviously the New York Rangers are a way better team than the Flyers. So the the Rangers weren't going to make things easy on the Devils because Cam Danico acknowledged this on air, which is it doesn't matter if it's preseason, regular season, or the playoffs. The Rangers are always going to try to play their A game against the Devils because We know how deep that rivalry runs. But even though the Devils weren't as dominant in their previous game against the Flyers, they still came out with a sense of purpose. How do I know? Because within the first six minutes, the Devils had eight shots on Igor Shesterkin. However, on the flip side of that, the Rangers had zero. So once again, the game was a little bit different. But since you're going up against a way better opponent like the Rangers, you're not going up against a rebuilding team like the Montreal Canadiens or the Flyers. So the uh, overall execution for the Devils was going to be felt in a a different aspect. So I still feel as though like they came out with a good sense of purpose. They came out aggressive. And once again, they came out swinging. Now, 
Another thing that I want to highlight is the improved power play. So if you missed my episode from yesterday, please pause this episode and give it a listen because I shared my thoughts as to why I believe the Devils were a mediocre power play team last season. I said that the Devils, they like to play fast. They get a lot of their goals off the rush. They like to play that East-West style type of hockey. But when you're on the power play, the game slows down a little bit. So instead of just playing that high octane offense where you're just trying to run and gun and tire out your opponents you got to play a game of chess and unfortunately the devils just didn't have i guess the the execution or the experience or whatever the case might be to run a successful power play and it took the addition of timo meyer to really take it a few steps higher now in the previous episode i talked about how travis green was trying to change the overall outcome for the devils when it comes to being on the man advantage because Amanda Stein, the devil's team reporter, she put out a tweet on the X app and said that green took no prisoners. His uh, style of coaching in regards to the power play was fast, intense, and it was just a different dynamic. I don't know what Andrew Burnett did last year for the devils. I don't know what Mark Recchi did the previous couple seasons. Well, I'll tell you one thing. He didn't really do much, but digressing a little bit. the, The point I'm just trying to make is that it seems like the Travis Green effect is a little bit different. And I noticed it when the Devils went on their first power play in period number one. Now, even though they did not get a power play goal throughout the entirety of the night, neither did the Rangers, I still noticed that the Devils had a better strategy while being on the power play because it seemed like their overall execution, their flow was much quicker. They were getting more shots, which led to more rebound opportunities because last year they would just pass the puck around a lot. They would be looking for like one or two opportunities to try and score. And when those opportunities didn't present themselves, the Devils were left very vulnerable on the man advantage. And as a result, they were very up and down in that sort of category. That was one of their Achilles heel last year, and they didn't have that many weaknesses. But if if I had to say a weakness for them besides goaltending at times, I would say it was a power play because I said they have a lot of talent, but for some reason – They're just like a middle-of-the-pack kind of team. But in this case against the Rangers, I know it's preseason. I know it's just a small sample size. But it seems like the Devils and their execution on the power play seems a lot better. And I think the Travis Green effect is starting to be felt throughout the entire roster. But like I said, still very early. It's preseason. Let's see how this translates when the games count for real. But that was just something I wanted to talk about because – The Devils, they weren't standing still. They were getting more shots, which once again led to more rebound opportunities. They became more adaptable and they were able to like integrate a way where they're still playing fast, but they're just doing it in a different aspect. Because like I just said moments ago, the power play, that's usually an area where you have to kind of slow down and try to assess your options. So kudos to Travis Green and what he's doing on, on the power play unit for the Devils so far. And I love Luke Hughes on the top power play unit alongside his brother. And now, I think the biggest headline that a lot of people are talking about is Shimon Metz and the possibility of him making the opening night roster. Now, this is a discussion that has come up in the past, but I think it's been quite evident that people didn't really pay much attention to it because that means he would have to outperform Colin Miller. And Colin Miller played top line minutes with the Dallas Stars last year or he would have to maybe compete with brendan smith a little bit and we all know that 
Brendan Smith, his contribution is more felt inside the locker room and not on the sheet of ice, but Lindy Ruff seems to love him. That's why he played in, what, like 60-plus games uh, last year. But the point is, she moaned the Mets. It was going to be an uphill battle for him. But we need to start having a serious discussion because in his first preseason game against the Montreal Canadiens, he had one goal, albeit it was a fluke goal, and I think it was just handled poorly by Sam Montembeau. But still, he got his first goal as a devil unofficially preseason he also had two blocks three shots on goal but in this game against the rangers he had a no look assist to tyler Toffoli, and Toffoli was able to finish beautifully and i'm i was impressed with the Toffoli goal don't get me wrong but what i saw in the replay was shimon the mets doing sort of a no look pass to Toffoli, knowing where he was and where he was going to be positioned where his stick was at and was and just passed it on a dime that was beautiful by the Devils rookie. So that you have to take that into consideration. And also, he was ruffling the feathers of some Rangers players, including Alexi Lafreniere. Now, I think Lafreniere initiated it looking at the replay, but still, Shimon Nemetz wouldn't back down despite Lafreniere grabbing his jersey and just trying to get underneath his skin. So my thing is, like, Shimon Nemetz is getting his name out there a little bit, whether He's trying to get under the skin of his opponent or he's contributing in the stat sheet. Whereas for someone like Colin Miller, he hasn't really done anything. In fact, sometimes you forget that he's out there. Like he didn't do anything against the Rangers. He didn't do anything against the Montreal Canadiens. So it's just like, is Shimon Demet's prime to get that final defensive role, at least on the bottom four? And quite honestly, guys, I'd be perfectly okay if, if preseason were to end right now. And Lindy Ruff had to make a decision. I, I'd be okay if Shimon Demetz was given a chance to be on the bottom four defensive pairing alongside with, with Kevin Ball. I think it's something you got to entertain because, for one, Shimon Demetz handled himself really well during the prospects challenge. And now he's handling himself really well at the NHL level, albeit during preseason. But still, it's sort of a preview as to what can come. So, in my opinion, if Shimon Demetz continues to perform the way he's performing, then I think you need to give him a chance to showcase what he can do in the regular season. So there's still a decent amount of preseason games to be played. Obviously, he's caught lightning in the ball right now, and he and it's an uphill battle. But I still think he's giving himself a chance. So if Colin Miller continues to not really contribute and Shimon Demetz continues to make these highlight reel type of plays, whether it's scoring on a fluke goal or doing a no-look pass, getting underneath the skin of his opponent, then I think you found your, your defensive pairing alongside with Kevin Ball. So that's my thing. I don't want to set anything in stone, but Shimon Demetz is heading in the right direction, and he might be NHL ready. But at the same time, if the Devils come to the decision to just let him marinate in the AHL just a little bit longer so that way he can hone on his skills and craft, I wouldn't be against that either, but if he just continues to perform the way he's performing, why not give him a chance at the NHL? So we're going to talk more about players I caught my eye, and we'll get back to Shimon Demetz momentarily. But before we continue, I want to tell you guys about DoorDash, an OG sponsor of Locked On. Once again, in the previous episode, I mentioned how they were a sponsor of Locked On my first year. It's great to see them back a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. So need fresh groceries for the week but don't have the time to go to the store? 
Try grocery delivery from DoorDash. You'll get everything you want delivered when you need it right to your door. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favors, and now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers too. With thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy each and every year. You'll get exactly what you ordered, or they'll make it right. So sit back and enjoy quality groceries just like you picked them up yourself. You want even more value? You can save on all your grocery and restaurant favorites with a $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders with a DoorDash membership. With easy substitutions right in the app and best-in-class customer service, DoorDash delivers groceries exactly the way you want it. So I got a deal that you cannot refuse. Get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to $20 value when you use the code LOCKED at checkout. Limited time offer, terms apply. That's $50 off up to $20, no minimum subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code LOCKED. Don't forget, that's code LOCKED for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. Okay, let's talk about some players that really caught my eye. Now, like I said at the beginning of the episode, I could highlight someone like Jack Hughes. Hughes has four points in two preseason appearances. So he has a goal and he has three assists. And on the other uh, side of that, Jesper Bratt, similar numbers. He has one goal, three assists, and he's been performing really well during preseason. However, it is preseason, and we do hope to expect that kind of contribution from both Hughes and Brat. So I think it's time to like highlight some players that wouldn't normally be my personal three stars of the game because that's the point of preseason is to see like who's really improved, who's ready to take a leap forward in their career, who's ready to make the opening night roster, and just mundane, a, a diamond in the rough. So that's what I'm going to do for preseason. I'm going to try to highlight some players that normally probably wouldn't get the attention that they deserve. So honorable mention number one, in fact, he's my only honorable mention, and that is Kevin Ball. Now, I made the huge mistake a couple episodes ago talking about the Devils win against the, the Flyers in their first preseason game, and I did not mention Kevin Ball, and that was my mistake. I, I shouldn't have done it. I'm not going to forget this time. Kevin Ball picked up an assist on the Jesper Bratt goal, but you know what was even more impressive? I talked about Kevin Ball's skating ability not too long ago. And when I look at the replay, I see him just side by side with Jesper Bratt going down to the other side of the rink. And keep in mind, Bratt is much smaller than Kevin Ball. And Bratt's a forward. Kevin Ball's a defenseman. Just for reference, Ball is six foot six and weighs about 230 pounds. And yet he is keeping up to the likes of Jesper Bratt, full steam ahead, not even lagging even for a second, and he set him up beautifully for the goal. So Bratt had it initially, passed it over to Ball. Ball saw that Bratt was in a prime position to score, passed it back to him, and as a result, Bratt got his first goal of the preseason. And I even tweeted out, I said, I know Bratt scored, but don't let that distract you from the fact that Ball skated his you-know-what off to be side-by-side side with Jesper Bratt. So I said, yeah, even though Bratt scored, don't let that distract you from the fact that Ball was side-by-side side with Jesper Bratt. So that was really impressive. So had to show some love to Kevin Ball. Okay, my third star of the game is Michael McLeod because he scored in this game, albeit it was an empty netter goal, 
But Cam Danico said something interesting during the broadcast. He said that Michael McLeod is on pace to become the best fourth center in the NHL. And he says that McLeod is one of the best face-off personnel in the entire NHL as well. I would have to agree with Dano in this case because Michael McLeod is so underrated. He scored in the previous matchup against the Philadelphia Flyers. Didn't acknowledge it then, but I'm going to acknowledge him now. I get it. It was an empty netter goal, but the fact that it's two preseason games and he has two goals, that's pretty impressive. And similar to what Danico said, uh, what McLeod does, it sometimes doesn't show up on the score sheet or people don't really give him the, the amount of credit that he deserves. So he's doing face-offs. He's working the corners. He's, you know, getting these four checks. He is just a very dynamic player. At the same time, he's so underrated that you don't even think twice about him. And it's one of the reasons why I was so glad the Devils retained him. So have to show love to Michael McLeod and what he's done in preseason so far. Hopefully that could translate into the regular season. All right, second star. And this is a player that I touched heavily on in the previous segment. And that is Shimon Nemetz. This guy is competing for a roster spot. He's trying to prove that he is ready for the NHL and that he doesn't need to go to the AHL to start off or marinate. He is ready to be on the bottom four defensive role for the Devils, and he'll try to make the most of it because he performed well during the prospects challenge, and now the stats are starting to show even more during preseason because, once again, first preseason game against the Canadians, one goal, albeit a fluke, two blocks, three shots on goal. And in this game against the Rangers, one assist, a no-look pass to Toffoli, and he wasn't afraid to take any prisoners. So Shimon Nemetz, I know I talked about him in the previous segment, but I'd be dumb enough not to give him one of my three stars a game, especially when I said I'm trying to highlight some underrated players. So Shimon Nemetz, second star of the game, and I'm really excited to see what he could do for the rest of preseason because if you've been listening to my show for the last week or so or even in just today's episode in general, you know I'm not the biggest fan of preseason. I think of it more as just like a try out for certain players to try to fill out the roster, make the make the team, whatever the case might be. I'm just like, yeah, I don't want to read too far into the storylines. It's preseason. doesn't really count for anything. Jack Hughes could store, score five goals, but it's not going to count towards his record. It's not really going to count towards his legacy. It's just going to be a headline that's going to be talked about for like a couple days, and then everyone's going to move on to the next thing. But anyway, as I was just saying, preseason, not really my cup of tea. But the one thing I do like about preseason is that it gives me the chance to see someone like Shimon the Mets and what he can do in a beta version of an NHL game. Because as we all know, usually your, your opposition is not putting out their best roster or their best foot forward. And the same can be said for your team as well. So a little bit of a first step in the NHL when participating in these preseason games. And Shimon the Mets is taking full grasp of it. And now my first star and I don't know if he's considered like a star player. I don't know if this is a guy that's going to consistently be in my top star rankings, but he is for today because Akira Schmid, the Ranger killer, showed out once more. So according to Amanda Stein, she says, if the math checks out, Akira Schmid has a shutout streak against the Rangers of 89 minutes and 20 seconds going back to the playoffs last season. Got some help from Kyle McKenna, which, by the way, you guys need to follow Kyle McKenna. He does great work stats-wise for the Devils PR team. I've met him a few times when I'm at the Prudential Center. Just a great guy. Anyway, continuing what Amanda said, she said, 
Got some help from Kyle McKenna on the map. We're pretty certain we have it right. So Schmidt is just, once again, the Ranger killer. And he stood tall in between the pipes for the Devils in this matchup. Because I said in the previous matchup against the Flyers, it was kind of a snooze fest in terms of the goalie head-to-head matchup. But in this game, that was certainly not the case because the Rangers had 40 shots compared to the Devils' 27. And as the game progressed, the Rangers continued to pepper the Devils into coughing up the puck and trying to create those shots on goal. Because first period, Devils had 12 shots on goal. Rangers had nine. Second period, Devils had nine. Rangers had 15. Third period, it was even worse. Devils had six. Rangers had 16. Schmidt saw half of those shots. He saw 19 shots, and he was able to stop all 19 of them before being swapped out with Eric Schalgren. And we'll talk about that momentarily. But Schmidt just using his long legs, his big body frame to make those great A saves, point blank range. He's not skipping a beat. He is amazing out there. And what's funny is that as soon as Eric Schalgren came into the game, the Devils were up one to nothing. Seconds later, Eric Gustafson was able to score. And in fact, I think he got in the way of a pass intended for Johnny Brodzinski, but that, that's neither here or there. It, it was just funny that the Rangers scored right away as soon as Akira Schmidt came out of the game and Eric Schalgren entered. That was just like the worst case uh, scenario for the Devils. But nonetheless, Brat was able to get the game-winning goal in period number three. And it was just cool to see that uh, Schmid continues to be that Ranger killer in net, giving us vibes to the first round of the playoff series against New York. So Akira Schmid, my first star of the game. No ands, ifs, or buts about it. Okay, so like I do to close out every postgame recap, I will compare the stats and give the Devils a pass-fail type of grade since it's preseason. So shots on goal category, I said in in the second segment. Rangers had 40, Devils had 27. Face-off percentage, Rangers 46.2%, Devils 53.8%. Power play, Rangers were over 3, Devils were over 2, but their execution looked much better. Hits, 25 to 11 in favor of the Rangers. So once again, they were peppering the Devils into coughing up a puck, and that resulted in more shots. So Devils didn't play as physical as they did against the Flyers, but they still came out with a sense of purpose, in my opinion. Now, Blocks, 17 to 10 in favor of the Devils. So pass or fail for the Devils since they came out with the win. Wasn't pretty, wasn't easy, but they got the win. So I got to give them a pass in this case. Congratulations, Devils. Now they have won three straight preseason games. And hopefully uh, this is a sign for things to come. But they're heading in the right direction. But I cannot reiterate this enough. Take preseason with a grain of salt. It's mostly just to see, like, who's ready to be on the NHL roster Who's ready to take the step forward? Because we know that Jack Hughes is going to be amazing. We know Jesper Bratt, Nico Heischer, Timo Meyer, Tyler Toffoli. We all know they're going to be amazing. I'm just saying. But we don't know how amazing Shimon Metz is going to be. So that's why the preseason is made for players like him. So when this episode goes live, Devils will take on the Flyers tomorrow at 7 p.m. Eastern time. A little bit of a rematch. Let's see if the Flyers have learned their lesson. But as for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you. So continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again. Remember to hit me up on my personal X page at TreyMat4 and the show's X page at Locked On Devils. And once more, catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.